Welcome to Teeth and Tea. I'm Nicole Ortega. And I'm Allison Cuevas. We're two dental hygienists who have our own dental hygiene practices. We're RDHAPs in California who join forces to spill the tea and talk on all things dentistry. On today's show, we'll address the hottest topic around, COVID-19 and its impact on the dental field. Awesome. So just talking about COVID, um, you want to open it up and talk about your experience today? Yeah, so I am back in private practice. Um, I live in California and specifically in Los Angeles, which is like a very hot um, area as far as COVID goes. And I know that in California, yesterday was our highest day of COVID deaths. There was 200. So it's a crazy time to be in dentistry and um, in the middle of a pandemic and working. And um, I had a patient that was a new patient. And of course, we do screenings. Um, the front office will screen the patients before they come and ask them if they've had any flu-like symptoms and whatnot. And for whatever reason, this patient was scheduled and I went to go meet the patient. So no longer patients, we do a virtual waiting room. So now um, they have to text us from their car once they arrive. And then we let them know when to come up, like to stagger the patient so they're not all coming in. And we don't have a lobby anymore, like a waiting room. So nice. this particular patient, um, texted us and they let me know okay the new patient's here and I went to meet him outside and I take his temperature his temperature was fine and the first question I ask is have you had any flu-like symptoms and I said did you have a cold and he said yes and I said oh okay and then I followed it with have you had a fever and he said yes two to three days ago and oh, so instantly it was like okay well I I was like, hang on for just a minute. And I closed the door and I went to the front, like, I can't treat him, you know, like, and yeah. they were like, how did he even, when he called, he didn't say any of that. And so I stepped back outside and he definitely got upset. Like, well, you just took my temperature and my temperature was fine. And I was like, I, I definitely, I understand, but you know, due to the, the situation and a pandemic, we don't really know what your, what caused your fever. And so unfortunately we can't treat you for at least 14 days. And so he got kind of upset and basically said like, well, I will never see you again. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, there's nothing really I can do. I, and I, I'm just grateful that he said that he had a fever because that would be terrible um, to even treat anybody like that. Because obviously we do not want to spread the pandemic. We don't want to get it, um, things like right. that. So, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, dental hygienists have the highest risk of transmitting and contracting COVID. So when you see a patient, you're exposed to everything that patient brings into the office. And just knowing that that patient had a fever, you're right. Thank God he was honest. Mm -hmm. And it was a blessing that, yes, you did not provide treatment to that patient because just that risk of transmission to yourself, to the office, to other patients potentially, and your family, that's huge. Yeah, it, it's it's just so crazy. So um, I am just grateful that, you know, all of us, we have our PPE on, and I was just grateful the patient had his mask on. Um, but, yeah, again, I'm, you yeah. know, we weren't going to treat him anytime soon um, just from the fact of that. Now, so then 
I was just going to ask about those screening questions. So I'm, I'm sure it's like standard. Every single time you're asking these same questions. What other questions are there besides fever? So um, it's uh, if you've had any cold. GI problems recently, nausea, diarrhea, vomiting. Also, if you've traveled in the last 14 days, if you've had loss of taste, loss of sense of smell, um, and I think that's it. So if you've had any flu-like symptoms, cold, um, all of those things, or if you've, if you've been around anybody who's tested positive for COVID, or if you yourself has tested positive okay. for COVID. Nice. That actually sounds really, you cover all the bases. So I think that's a great standard, just precaution, precautionary steps. Yes. So every office has to, by law, um, do that and then as well as take all of the team's temperature in the morning so we do a morning huddle um, and we all take all of our temperatures and then we record them on a log um, that is actually it says the ADA on there so I'm assuming they are requiring it right now and then also right. um, at the office that I work at we actually offer um, COVID tested testing the nasal swab and then we also have the rapid blood test um, that tells you whether or not you've been exposed to COVID in the last 10 days or if you have the antibodies which you would have for about two months so if you've gotten COVID before that then we can't really tell okay that's awesome yeah, that's kind of a nice security blanket yeah, it's really nice um, every two weeks we're supposed to be tested with the fast response and then if there is for whatever okay. reason an indication that we've been had the antibodies or have been exposed within the last 10 days then we have to do a nasal swab so unless you have flu-like symptoms we don't do the nasal swab um but if you do we do the nasal swab right away so that's pretty much and then okay. we're offering it to our patients which is kind of neat so if we we aren't like telling people hey um, we're doing COVID testing because we don't want a lot of people coming in if they're just sick and they just want to have the COVID test. What we're doing yeah. is if you are an existing patient and you're there for a cleaning and checkup, we let you know that, hi, you know, if you're interested, we can do a COVID test. Um, but most patients don't have any flu-like symptoms because they're there. So they're just like, oh, okay. But a right, lot of right. them are interested in having the antibody test, which is super cool. Um, because it, it's just a blood test and it, it's kind of like a pregnancy test. It lets you know within 10 minutes um, whether or not you have, you know, the antibodies. So antibodies. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then what's neat also is that if you have medical insurance, your copay is only $5. So. Oh, that's great. I was definitely going to ask you that. So that's neat. So does your office essentially cross code and co and send out? a bill to their medical insurance so we don't send out a bill to their medical insurance they themselves like i give them an ipad and they fill out the information and right away um it directly submits it to their insurance from there and then they just have to pay the copay of five dollars directly on the ipad oh i love that that is so neat and i think Hopefully that starts to become more of a trend in dentistry. And also that's neat because it's merging the two, which I feel like we've been trying to do yes. forever, ever since I've been in dentistry. 
it's just been a big talk about merging the two. And I think that is true because we are essentially one body. Our mouth is not a separate entity. So that is fantastic. Yeah, I think it's really amazing. I mean, um, I work in the heart of downtown LA in the financial district. And we are very cutting edge technology office. And so I think that it's really nice and convenient. And a lot of patients, um, you know, they're so grateful that we have that. And, um, and yeah, I love it. The doctor that I work for is really, really awesome. And he, he's the one who like seeked out getting COVID tested, testing and things like that. Also just to have that peace of mind and have safety for the patients and for us as the employees and everybody, because, you know, it's a liability for everyone. You know, if one person yes. gets sick, it's kind of, um, it would be a big issue. <laughs> of, course. of course. Yeah, like a domino effect and just even the your psyche behind it. So, mm-hmm. no, it is. I think it's big pluses when you see these people stepping up for their employees and for themselves mm-hmm. even. I, I can't, I don't even understand the, the dentist that are making people reuse level three masks for months or, you know, weeks at a time or who are are compromising that type of care, especially in the world that we live in today now, post COVID or, you know, while we're still. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely think a round of applause does go out to those providers, even as RDHAPs to ourselves for providing that top level care to all of our patients. Because I do think again, that just speaks, Absolutely. And, um, you know, in, and it's different when I go to, um, you know, home patients because I, you know, feel that extra stress. I'm going to be going into a home with a, you know, a vulnerable patient. Um, I always make sure that I have an N95 and a mask on top level three with a shield. And I also wear the loops Mm -hmm. and I have disposable gowns. Um, And I only wear it one per patient Um, where in private practice, I wear one disposable gown in the morning and then one in the afternoon. So I do. um, That's the only thing with, you know, private practice is that that little difference. Yep. Yeah. No, I definitely know that PPE has changed not only with what we're required, you know, we're not even required at this point, but what we are wearing with the respirators, face shield, some people wearing, you see a lot of hair bonnets or hair mm-hmm. coverings, yep. disposable gowns, and then even now shoe coverings I'm seeing, or dedicated shoes that you just wear to work and you store at work or you keep in a dedicated box, you know, to prevent that cross-contamination. So there's been a lot of PPE changes, but as RDTPs, I know that we're faced with kind of like a double whammy now because we are our providers, so we're trying to seek out that our own PPE and we're faced with the price gouging or the, the lack to no inventory and even the counterfeit products, you know, that we have to really be aware of. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I will say that I've noticed in private practice that dental offices now there is a code for PPE. So for every patient, um, they can charge and the, you know, Delta Dental is paying between 6 to $10 per patient for PPE. Good. I'm sure that makes a big difference for the, for private practice and for 
And for us, that's where I feel like as an RDTP with, especially with having starting simple second edition coming out, I've been really delving into cross coding because I do feel like it's something that's paramount for us as providers of our own businesses to be able to recoup some of that as well because we are using everything in individual. So every time it's, you know, the gown, the, the face shield, the level three or the N95, like you said, which I feel like I'm on the same boat with you. I definitely want to be using the N95, um, the N95 respirator for sure, because it is about protecting the patient and protecting myself. Mm-hmm. And so recouping that, it's huge. I think these dental insurance companies to get that reimbursement, or if it's a direct pay, I think that people are more willing to go ahead and pay because everyone's so in the loop when it comes to COVID-19 and they know that it's a different situation when you're providing that care or when you're obtaining that kind of care. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, uh, you know, it's a big, it was, it's a big eye opener. I feel like um, emotionally, physically, um, at the end of the day today, I actually had another hygienist clean my teeth and I was, I was like, you know, I'm past due. I don't have a patient. You don't have a patient. Could you clean my teeth? And in this particular hygienist, I've noticed since she's, since I've returned back to work after COVID, um, I've just noticed her a little bit more down and out. And so I kind of asked her like, Hey, what is going on? Like personally, are you okay? Because I could just tell like she was so happy and bubbly before and she's just kind of been just different and I asked her and she was like honestly the the being at home and stuck at home for like two to three months it really really brought me down made me feel depressed and just made me scared and nervous and also she's in a city she's not living like close to her family and you know so there was like a lot of different factors but generally speaking you know I I'm noticing that it does I've seen the mental health change in a lot of individuals because so many of them are just going through such a hard time right now um you know job stability and everything from just being, you know, even our elderly patients, like it is really sad to know that they already are just so stuck and at home, but then to not be able to, you know, have their friends and family come visit them. And I think that even with my grandmother, who's 92, I mean, the fear she had of even sitting in her front yard was tremendous she was so terrified and I had to explain to her like you know it's okay to sit outside and watch people walk like as long as you're six feet apart you can still you know be you know you know obviously you can't be we can't take her to the grocery store or anything like that but you know we want to just I think that a lot a lot of mental health issues are going to stem out of this because of course. It's been a big thing. Well, like you said, your poor grandmother, thank God she had you, you know, to eat. And thank God she had the support to even maybe bring her groceries or bring her food. But there are other elderly people who have no support. Mm-hmm. And that's even more. And I definitely have to say kudos to you for even, you know, probing a little deeper with your, with your coworker because you saw her struggling. And just, you don't know what that might have done for her. 
And for her to have someone like you just to ask her, you know, openly how she's feeling, that could have just inspired her to feel a total different way or take her on a different path, you know, in, in her emotional state. Oh, absolutely. So I just think that's a beautiful thing to, like, identify that and to maybe reach out because people do need to have an outlet and someone to talk to, especially since she's in this city where she doesn't have her, her maybe her, like you said, fa- friends, family around her. Yeah. So I think that's just such a beautiful thing because I 100% agree with you. I think that this COVID issue has created a much larger problem and definitely mental health is is going to be a huge factor moving forward and also like the you know people also are like you said struggling financially and people are not working and that is also going to create a lot of stress for the individual and maybe households and then how that plays out I've also heard you know there's also been a lot of abuse not just verbal abuse but there's also more physical abuse going on because of this and so it's actually just it's so sad I I, I will agree 100% You know, it's kind of, it's crazy to me because, you know, the schools are not going to be opening and there's this whole like stress, another level of stress for working parents just to manage how they're going to be able to give their children proper education and help them, you know, with their computer and making sure they get their assignments done. It's going to, it's a huge, huge burden for a lot of individuals and I think that this is just a really hard time across the board I mean even you know there's a lot of issues with the politics going on right now and I think that even being a politician right now no one's winning and there's nothing that anybody can do this is a huge health issue and people are so angry about everything and it's just I think it's been a really, really big eye-opener for a lot that's been going on. I don't think that we were not one minute prepared for COVID. I don't think we were prepared for a pandemic. I think that it really threw America for a huge loop. um, And Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially when it goes back to PPE, we're not making it here. And so the struggle is so real to try to get your hands on some of that PPE. Oh, yeah. And whether you're working in an office or you're working – like us, mobile, providing mobile care to the most fragile sector, it's critical. We need PPE. So we provide that type of care to people who need it and also to protect ourselves again. So it's definitely been an eye-opener on so many levels. And you're right, whether you're light or whether you're to the left or to the right in politics, um, I just wish that people could just go with their heart and just know that we're all human beings and we just need to do the right thing. And um, instead of just, like you said, just being a leftist or rightist or just being really angry. And it's just, it's just so phenomenal to me because we're in 2020 and we have to just go with us with a caring heart and care about everyone because everyone's life really does, you know, matter when it comes to this COVID. Absolutely. It doesn't pick and choose. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some ages that are more, and, and also depending on your health status, um, there's some factors, but I just think that lead with compassion and that will really help, especially um, in, in general, but with this COVID for And sure. just like you said, um, just being in dentistry, I think that, you know, patients in general, when you care about them and when you put them first, they really feel that. And I think that that's like a big, big piece of the puzzle and being a good clinician um, and provider and just you know, just building that, you know, 
that level of rapport with a patient. It's just like caring about them. And, and I honestly, I think that I, I'm so grateful I picked this profession. I feel like a lot of people are stressed out because we're working in people's mouths and the pandemic and the scare. Um, but I, I feel grateful. I'm just, I'm so grateful. I still get to go to work every day after, um, you know, being home for a while. It was, it was a big, yeah, big eye opener. Um, did you work up into the day that they shut down everything? What was that like? Yeah, I was actually working that same day, and the dentist called it quits right after lunch. I saw one patient after lunch, and then he was like, you know, it's a stay-at-home order, so you've got to go home. So it was pretty eye-opening because it was that morning he gave us an option. Like, you can either stay and work or you can either leave. And I wasn't quite sure, and again, I think having – a big heart and caring about your patients and knowing that I had all these people scheduled that you already have relationships with and that some of them desperately, you know, are my three month patients that build up mm-hmm. like crazy. So you want to see them and do that your due diligence as a hygienist to help them. And so I did stay and that was also, I had no idea really the severity of COVID. I have to say, you know, in hindsight, I, I wasn't fully aware. Mm-hmm. And, um, Afterwards, it was an eye-opener because look what has happened after, you know, that was in March. So now hindsight is always twenty twenty. But, um, no, I have yet to return. But it definitely was it, an eye-opener because now it got me thinking about just how this affects everyone and some more severe than others. And you don't know how your body is going to react. And then what that will do for not only myself, but my family. Yeah. And it's just really hard when you're a parent and you have young children and not only thinking of giving them, potentially, you know, transmitting that to them and how they will fight this off, but um, not being there for them. So it's also just other layers of things that I've been thinking with and have to deal with and even if I'm not working it's something that you know I still think about just on the day-to-day because anything's possible I mean we're still sheltering in place quite a bit but um you know we'll take them on a walk because my I have little kids and they need to get out and they have they have to get out and get some sun and run around but working you know is a whole nother ball game. I mean, not only are we around all the standard stuff like blood and saliva and radiation, but now we have to really be, be on the ball, like play your A game when you're there and just be really conscientious with your hand washing and with your PPE and not to cross contaminate. So you do stay safe for yourself and your family and your family. Oh, absolutely. So I really say like, I'm so happy you have, a great office and a great dentist that you work for and you have a lot of that PPE that you need to provide that care and you feel safe and you feel good because I think that all of that matters. Oh, absolutely. Just like your coworker, you know, like she might, she's dealing with some other things too, which is playing out and what you see and feel at work. Yeah. And like you said, um, I will touch base on the whole family thing. I, have three small children. I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a seven-month-old. So I have a new baby at home. So um, it was a big debate in my household whether or not I should return to work, whether or not I I had to. Um, you know, my husband was very 
did not want me to return. And, you know, I had to make the decision and explain to him that for my own mental health, I was stuck at home Mm -hmm. for three months with children, small children. And I was like, I cannot wait to go on vacation, a.k.a. work, because I'm just the type of person that I have a lot of people (laughs) around. I like to talk to everyone. And it was very Uh hard for me. It was a very hard thing. I mean, I'm used to seeing eight patients a day in private practice, plus all the co-workers. There's 13 of us, plus all the staff that, you know, are work in the building. I mean, I, 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 when I started thinking Loved about it. it, you thrive in that environment. Yeah. And when I think yeah. about it, it's like, whoa, I'm around like, oof, at least 30 people a day, not even trying to. And I talked to a lot of people. So it was a really big thing. I had to make a decision and I was like, you know, I really, really am I'm ready. I'm more than ever. I am ready to go and just like get back into the groove of everything. Huh? Yeah. And Good. and I and I'm happy I did. I mean, obviously, I'm very cautious that there is a pandemic. I have my masters in public health. You know, epidemiology and um I I really studied this in so many ways that it was kind of crazy because I I thought, oh, okay, one day I'll use it, and this is that one day. It was like, wow, this is yes. this is when this is all that those this years, you know. And um, in fact, I had a lot of researchers and and people wanting me to help and you know use my MPH. And um, but you know, I just am such a happy hygienist. I really love the patients that I know and the doctors I work for and things. And I, I wanted to return. I was ready. I wanted to do that for, for not just me, but also for the patients, but a large portion of it was just to go and get in there and talk to people, you know? Um, Of course. So, well, yeah, that's also like to help you with your mental health. And I think that again, just goes back to like, we are one person, you know, and, that matters too. Your mental health matters. And that matters so much that I think that we're not, you know, when you turn on the news, you hear a lot of the mental health issues and stuff, but I think that um, we could address that even more by, you know, just letting people know that, yeah, go back and do things that bring you happiness. Absolutely. And, and that's also going to add so much more to your life and also prevent so much from happening that I'm so glad you did that for yourself. And I'm so glad that you had enough courage to take that step because sometimes people don't want to have those conversations when your husband says no and you say yes. And I think it's really amazing that you have that great relationship and you have those freedoms to where you can have those conversations with your husband because I'm sure it was, you know, it wasn't an easy conversation to be had. And, um, and it all worked out well, you know? I mean, how long have you been back to work now? So I returned back to work. It's going to be about two months now. And, okay. um, yeah, because we returned. The office reopened, like, I want to say May 18th. And I didn't return back to work until um, the second week of June. And now we're in July. So, um, you know, end of July. So about two months. And... It's been it's been surprisingly really good. It's been great. I mean, I am very I pretend that COVID is on everything. I mean, I touch a pen yeah. and I'm like, there's COVID on there. I touch 
anything. Yeah. And I just. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, yeah. that's a reality of it. I think that's a good clinician. And that's the way we have to think. Yeah. Because the moment you just, like, don't care again and you're, you know, wearing the mask under your chin or you're taking it off and putting it on the microwave in the break room, you know, or you start losing that mindfulness about that, um, I think that's when we will have to maybe worry more. Yeah. Just because of how many aerosols and different things that play a part in the dental field. But I think that's, like, the right way to be. Definitely, like, you can't be over-conscientious in dentistry. And the thing is... um when I returned to work, it was hard for me because I wasn't used. I was, yes, I was used to wearing my mask, obviously, when I was with patients. But throughout the day, right. between walking up from my car to the office, I never, yeah. never wore my mask. So it was hard for me to get into that groove of like break mm-hmm. room and meetings. We all have to wear a mask now. Um, but after, you know, now that it's been a couple, you know, times I've, I'm, I've gotten used to it. It's like just second nature. Um, yeah, but it's very interesting. I, uh, I think the only thing as far as like disinfecting, obviously the dental offices, we've always disinfected everything. Um, you know, we have right. side wiped everything. The only thing we've added now is that I spray, um, disinfectant spray all over, and then we let it sit okay. for like 10 minutes. Then I wipe down everything. So it's okay. like double, double wiping kind of thing, which is good. I think it's really yeah. great. And then also um, I used to leave my polishing, like the, the straight nose on yeah. and just cavi wipe it. Now we're constantly disinfecting even those. And also, good, yeah. You know, flushing the line. Well, yeah, I think that's the same. Yeah. I honestly think that's been pretty much standard. Or even like with the ultrasonic, you have that that one black sheet that you would just constantly uh, wipe down. Even in hygiene school, we would just wipe it down. I think we had two to switch out. But now it's a big thing. It's like those things are one-time use. You run it through the sterilizer or look into disposable versions. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that we're, there are definitely things that are changing, but it's a good change. Yeah, you know, it might be a little extra work. It will be a little extra money. Hopefully, things will become more greener because I know that a lot of our stuff is plastic. I know, but that's a whole other ball game. It's, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's another podcast topic for yeah. sure. Whole another, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, definitely. I think that you know. Well, I think just being in California, we're always a little bit more green, mm-hmm. and we're a little conscientious, especially coming from like I'm in from Albany by Berkeley, and we're really hippy dippy. So it is the recycle, reuse, reduce here. Yes. So it's always in my the back of my mind, like what can I do, especially my RDH, RDHAP practice. What can I buy that is going to be like a better alternative? Absolutely. But but right now with COVID, like it does for me, I'm like. All bets off. Like, it does not matter. Like, we need new. Stopping yeah. the spread mm-hmm. is paramount, definitely. Yeah. So, I think that, yeah, I think that COVID has affected dentistry in a way. But at the same time, it is a place that we've always sterilized instruments and, you know, tested everything. Um, I definitely think the yeah. dental office is much safer than going to, you know, Walmart or Costco and there's like 200 people and who knows you know it's yeah. I think 
taking, you know, each operatory has its own. And so I think that it is a lot safer. And, you know, we also, oh, we also added every patient has to rinse with hydrogen peroxide for 30 seconds before we clean. So, yeah, no, that was another thing that was huge for the reduction to like mitigate the, not only aerosols, but just to mitigate splatter. And just anything coming up out of that patient's mouth was reduction by preventing. Yes. And I know that's another big topic is, like, what are you using? And I hear, um, you know, peroxyl, chlorhexidine, uh, hydrogen peroxide, and, and even people are just saying water. And even though I know water is not going to do much for some, for some things, but at least I guess it's getting some debris out. But that's awesome. So that's you do a 30-second rinse? So 30 seconds of hydrogen peroxide. So that's that's been the nice. standard. And um, – and yeah, and I think I think that in general, I think the general population, I think we're going to be getting less sick because of all these precautions. Um, I think people are very yeah. much aware of germs and how they spread and viruses and how they spread. And so I think that... Well, like look at hand washing. Mm-hmm. I feel like hand washing now is something we did that was just essential. It was like the first test in hygiene schools hand washing and it's just been ingrained yes. into us so now the general public ha- is doing that and that in itself is gonna just yes you know kick all these viruses but so i think that that's huge it's really made people think twice about you know people aren't even shaking hands or yep. getting hugs anymore which is crazy to me so you're not having that contact like we were before yeah absolutely sure. it's been um it's been a big a big change for everyone, but I think that everything, you know, everything has a reason. I definitely think that now we're just going to be getting a lot less sick, a lot less flu season, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, and, yeah. you know, just for my children's sake, I'm just, I'm grateful that they're young and that they're not like, you know, in school where it's like third, fourth, fifth grade, where I'd be having to do like math and things like that. My kids are still young where it's, you know, I'm fortunate for that, but I also feel like the school, um, the precautions that they're going to have at school and preschool and the kids not playing with the same toys and disinfecting all the toys. I think those things like should have been done years ago, you know? So I think this is going to be Yeah, no, I definitely think the whole cleaning thing at preschool, because my daughter had preschool last year for the first, for her first year. And it was just, you know, some of the things because I have to just throw it out there. Like, I definitely am OCD when it comes to, like, cross-contamination, yes. sterilization, hand-washing. So, preschool setting, and it was a co-op, was a little bit challenging to watch. And um, I definitely agree. I think just cleaning the toys and being mindful of that is not mm-hmm. a bad thing. Just for the general – just to, yeah, eliminate, to reduce, again, like, any chances of get the kids getting sick because – you know, as a mom, there's nothing worse than having your baby Absolutely. sick. You know, there's nothing you can do. And it's just so trying and it's so challenging. And I think that's one thing that all of us can attest to, especially when you work in dentistry and you have to call in sick and you cancel your whole day. Like, no one likes that. So um, I definitely agree with you. I think it's going to be huge. But I, 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 my heart goes out to a lot of, yeah, these children whose lives are so changed, looking back at how we grew up going to school and having all those, you know, your prom or, you know, football games, just in, involved in sports or swimming, like everything's 
stopped for these Yeah, these it's children. definitely, it's definitely and, so, so different, so hard, especially for high schoolers and anyone who's in sports and just a big eye-opener. Eye yeah, yeah, it's changed. And like you said, though, everything happens for a reason. And there's going to be a new normal that's, you know, still evolving and just like in dentistry, you know, we're going to get to a new normal. It's, I don't think it's going to always run the way we're running, at, you know, at this high standard of concern, per se. But um, it will be interesting to see how it continues to play out and how viruses and these super bugs and everything that we kind of hear will evolve Absolutely. as well. Well, I'm super glad we touched base on this huge topic and I can't wait for our next episode. I hope that you guys all liked this episode and um, let us know what you want more of. Yeah, definitely. We can't even thank you enough. This was so neat. I'm so happy we got this opportunity together. Allison, I just think this is so much fun. So I look forward to doing it again. And I hope you guys all stay safe out there and keep smiling. Bye.